Welcome to Revitalizing the Declining Church with Dr. Desmond Barrett, brought to you by the Eastern Kentucky District Center for Church Revitalization, a center that envisions to partner with churches and her leaders to strategize, strengthen, and discern the spirit of God's will for the local church. Welcome to episode 32 of Revitalizing the Declining Church. I'm your host, Dr. Desmond Barrett. On today's episode, I want to talk about seeding future growth, strategic mapping. Recently, I had the privilege of spending a few weeks with a substantial church that has seen strong and sustained healthy growth over the past 25 years. As I spoke to their leadership team, it was clear that they had done many things right over the years, but it was also not clear as if they could sustain the healthy growth for years to come. Like many established churches, they had early success, from reaching new families, expanding their building footprint, and programmatic expansion while maintaining a stable leadership team. With shifts in demographics uh, coming to their city and leadership, leadership change that had recently taken place, it has forced them to see the need for a fresh vision to sweep over their campus. As I was being shown around their campus, my mind instantly wandered to fill in the missing gaps as the church was good, but I believe it could be even greater. While it is the major transformations that get most of the praise and noticed by attendees each Sunday, it is in the small changes that gain traction over time and lead to future growth in your own local church. One of the questions I peppered my host with that day was, what was their vision for the church for the next chapter she was entering? You see, many times we see early success as success that will beget success. Yet when there is a new chapter, a new life has to be given to that local church. So as I asked the question, what is the vision for the church for the next chapter she was entering? It was in their silence that I saw the need for strategic mapping that would lead to future growth. Now, when I use this word strategic mapping, it is basically laying out a clear and succinct vision for where the church should go in the future using the current and future resources that the established church has. So let's dive into today's episode and talk about three points to seeding future growth using strategic mapping. The first one is reposition the vision. For many established churches, they can look back on a time where the church saw sustained growth and allowed that growth mindset to lull them into comfort that growth will beget growth. I asked one dynamic leader of the church to stand up on stage as the people are entering the worship center that coming Sunday, and then to look out on the crowd before anyone has sung, before a sermon has been preached, and to observe who is coming in, to see which age groups enter the worship space. If the worship center filled with most folks over the age of 50 or older, then families with children then the church has the early warning signs of future decline. While the church might look healthy today, that's because they have people in the seats and good ties in the offering plate. Within the next five to ten years, the church will shift into a steep decline as the senior saints age if 
the church does not reposition the vision to reach younger families. Now, I want you to hear my heart revitalizers. I'm not suggesting that you ignore senior saints. In fact, I believe it's the pastor's priority. It's the leadership's priority to develop relationships and sustain continuity with with the senior saints of your church through special luncheons, visitations, prayer meetings, just to name a few. But, a big but, you have to shift resources to seed future growth over time. Now, the second point I want to talk about on strategic mapping is that you have to resource the future. In the church, the church leadership had recently decreased the children's ministry department budget and shifted those resources to other programs. While it may make sense on the outset to reestablish financial principles to make resourcing the church more equitable, the board, in essence, ceded future decline by removing the resources from the department. If the church is aging, as I suspected that local church doing, gleaned by the data that I had, then more resources needed to be put into children and youth ministries to attract and retain young families with children. Observing the space utilized by current and future children or teens, the church leadership should see the space through the prism of a child of age to begin to design a space that is fun, educational, and spiritually strong. But sadly, far too many times, leadership places their own ideas above the needs of those who utilize the space. In my own local church, we just built out a youth wing. And there were conversations time and time again by the leadership team who didn't like the paint colors. They didn't like the couch. They didn't like the gaming systems that were put in place. They didn't like such and such. And I had to continually to remind them to say, it's not about you. It's not about me. But it's about teens and future teens who will come to know the Lord. Over the six months that we were building out our youth room, I had conversation after conversation much like that. And within the first week of our new, brand new youth room opening up, two teens gave their heart to the Lord. I went back to the next board meeting and I shared that story with the board and said, you may not like the paint color. You may not like the flooring that was picked. You may not like the gaming systems. You may not like the lights that were put in. But my friends, it all laid the foundation for two hearts given over to God. Isn't it worth all the money we spent? Silence. Silence is what I heard back. And since that day, 11 teens had given their heart to the Lord. And to me, it's worth all the conversations. It's worth all the resources. It's worth all the debate. It's worth all the stress that's happened over the time, because one more, 11 more, and I pray 25 more come to know the Lord. So friends, sprucing up paint, new furnishings and design layout goes a long way in providing a space where hearts can be won to Jesus. When you see the space through the eyes of a visiting family and not one who has been there for years, 
You can sow the seeds for future growth by mapping out a strategic plan to see the rooms filled with children's laughter or teens learning. The third point I want to talk to you about as we talk about seeding the future with strategic mapping is to replan the space. That's replan the space. The church I visited had this incredible gym that was used by multiple outside sources who I see as untapped potential to future growth. As I was strategically mapping out the space in my head, I was shown their kitchen and it was clearly dated and clearly inadequate for their current size and future needs. Next door to the kitchen was a classroom where they could knock down the wall and expand and update the kitchen facilities to a more modern use for future groups that utilize the gymnasium. It would provide them a way in and a way out. Instead of using the same door, they would have two doors to utilize as part of their new kitchen. They could take their old cabinets and make it into a modern stainless steel kitchen, designing it for future use to be used for children's birthday parties, children's community events, or community uh, prayer events that could happen all in the gym. We have to begin to dream again. We have to see walls not as barriers, but of opportunities to dream again. This step would enable the leadership team to replan the space of the children's department to plan for future growth as there were several underutilized classrooms that could be expanded or redesigned to fit their current and future needs. In the established churches, many leaders get used to their current footprint and stop dreaming about what could be. Here, this church sat on a beautiful campus with a small pond and a picnic area near a playground. As the leaders share that many in the community use the playground during the week, I envisioned enhancing the space by adding a second playground for toddlers, more shade trees where families could sit under and have a picnic, several walking paths with benches along the way that could be lit up even at night, and a new basketball court for teens to play on. While these churches may seem small, they share with the community that you are, are welcomed. And what I mean by that is while these churches have a small vision, these changes, small or large, can share with the community that you are welcomed here. And it's in that welcoming abode that you can invite people inside the four walls of the church to become part of the future. Hear my heart today, Revitalizer. Your local church is like the one I have described. It's ripe for the harvest. If you are willing to seed future growth by strategic mapping out your campus for use in the coming years and moving from how it's been done today to how it could be done in the future, I want to encourage you to begin to dream again. Begin to see where God is already at work. Begin to see where you could remap the future of your church. Seeding for future growth is laying out strategic mapping. It's repositioning the vision 
It's resourcing the future and it's replanning the space that you already have. Thank you for joining me today on Revitalizing the Declining Church. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with your colleague? How about on social media? Why don't you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss it the next time it comes out. From the Eastern Kentucky District Center for Church Revitalization, this has been Dr. Desmond Barrett reminding you to stay prayed up and keep pressing forward. God is on your side.